0: Have you seen all those tweets from Mike Seiger and Shane Coltra retweeting Jason Shepard's fantastic health goals on Twitter? Well, Jason is a lot more than just his health goals. He is a really successful domain investor who only started in 2017. We did a great interview together, not only discussing two profitable flips, But also discussing how his partnership works might be a good idea if you want one too. And he discusses his pricing strategies, how he uh, has researched that, and what he has found to work best. Enjoy the show. FD was built by Domain Investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. Hey, Sherpa Network. Thanks for joining me. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com. And today, we're having a profitable flip with renowned Twitter superstar, Jason Shepard. What's going on, Jason?
1: Hey Tess, hey everybody out there in Sherpa land, doing great here.
0: Oh, we are so excited. It's been amazing watching you blow up Twitter since NamesCon with your personal goals. Um, And a lot of people don't already know who you are on a business level and how incredibly resourceful and successful you are. Um, Tell
1: us everything, everything. Oh wow, sounds good. Well, (laughs) so I'm just a, just a normal guy. I live in North Carolina, born and raised here. Um, you know, I spent a little bit of time in Florida and a little bit of time in Kentucky, but, uh, for the most part, I've lived in the central North Carolina my whole life. Um, went to UNC Chapel Hill, um, and, uh, just, a, def- definitely a native North Carolinian. Um,
0: yeah, that's the real reason I have you on here, just so I can listen to your accent all day.
1: <laughs> oh, and so I don't even hear it. And, and it's not really that strong compared to the people around me. But i um, glad you like it. Uh, so um, I have a background in IT. I was, uh, I was an IT architect with IBM for a while. Um, all kinds of jobs in my past. I was retail manager. I was a, a district manager for Blockbuster Video in the heyday of when everybody would go to Blockbuster every Friday and Saturday night. You were
0: a mogul.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and so, you know, just kind of done a lot of different things. Um, my current avocation is I'm a nightclub DJ. Um, and I've been doing that since 2006. Um, had a love of DJing my whole life. Uh, I remember as a 11 or 12 year old sitting in my room with my friends dropping a needle between records and talking in between like we were on the radio um dj you know all the best parties in high school and then dj my way through college um and after college i gave it up but uh anybody that's ever been a dj knows once it's in your blood it's there to stay and i wound up buying equipment back again a few years later and uh, haven't really left it since, um, you know, done it here and there and then found an opportunity in the mid-2000s to do it practically full-time. Um, I had a, you know, had a day job for a period of time during that and eventually was just, um, I had to choose one or the other and DJing was, you know, what I was passionate about. So that's what I, the way I went. Wow. So what I'm really
0: hearing is that you are an out-of-the-box thinker and have been your, your curious person who likes to create. And I think that um, makes sense for why you got into domains. So how'd you get into domains in the first place?
1: Well, um, strangely enough, at the, the stint in Kentucky had me get into horses. I owned horses Believe it or not, um, they make you buy one when you move to Kentucky. believe you you know <laughs> that's what I joke, but seriously, within six months of moving to Kentucky, I owned a horse, and let me tell you that if I can give anybody any advice, it's don't impulse buy any animal that weighs more than you do <laughs> <laughs> I mean you shouldn't be impulse buying animals anyway, but especially not ones that outweigh you. Just a yeah, little that's little tip a there lot handle. So, um, so I bought some names associated with the horse business that I intended to develop, um, and never really got around to, and then somebody approached me through looking them up, doing who who is, and emailing me and wanted to buy one of them. And I said, well, you know, I've got these others too. So they wound up buying the whole lot from me and I made, actually made money on it. Um, made more money. you remember? How much? Um, I think I sold about five or six names for around three thousand, and I'd probably—I don't remember specifics—and it was on an email account that is long since defunct with a uh, <laughs> with a with a with a local ISP. But um, I, I want to say that the renewals were a lot more back then, maybe. Um, okay. And so by the time I had no, renewed them, and everything
0: accidentally I, made three grand. what is I mean, Yeah. Tell me yeah. about more mistakes you've
1: made. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I made more money on the horse domains than I ever did on horses. Yeah. I love because the joke in the horse business is how do you make a small fortune in horses? You start with a large fortune. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you got a lot of these. Keep um, but uh, so anyhow, now the story would be great if that said that if it ignited my love for domains. And I'd started buying them then. Unfortunately, I just didn't really, didn't really click. I didn't think, hey, there's more of an opportunity here than I realized. And I just went about doing my thing. Um, and then, as you know, I picked up some side gigs. Because as a DJ, you know, you work nights, but you got a lot of time during the day. And so, I started doing marketing work for a real estate friend. Picked up a couple of domains that I thought he might like. Um, stumbled across the GoDaddy auction aftermarket and was like, oh, wait a minute, this is kind of cool.
0: Huh. What what
1: year do you think that was? 2017.
0: Oh, this is, you know, everybody's like, I can't make a full-time living off domains unless it was, you know, I bought things in 2000. Look at you. All right.
1: So, so I I went back and double-checked, Doing my, doing my homework for uh, talking to you today. And I bought, the, I bought a domain in August of 2017. And so my first modern day sale was in um, November of that year. And I sold stickshift.net for, I probably bought it at closeout for like 11 bucks plus the renewal. So I probably had $20 in it. I sold it for hundred. And I just thought I was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. So, you know, at that point, as everybody that's watching probably knows, I had the bug. And so, you know, I would have my little spreadsheets on names I liked from that were on GoDaddy closeouts. And I would watch the prices and, you know, and I would try and figure out, all right, how much do I want to pay for this? And, you know, I wasn't spending, you know, maybe one or two of them in three figures. It was mostly two-figure names. But then, you know, you sell a couple more and then, you know, you stumble across Domain Sherpa and realize, at, you know, at that time, it was, I think it was Michael Seiger and, you know, start watching those and you realize, hey, this is a whole thing and uh, just kind of get hooked. And you made all the normal mistakes in the early days na- buying domains that were pretty much worthless. But every once in a while I'd find one that was, uh, you know, connected and uh, would make a sale and then I'd be re-energized again. Um, and so, I mean, that's really how I got in, into it as I am now.
0: That's wild. And so you do something interesting, too, in, your, in how you have your business structured. Sorry. Um, you buy domains for yourself, and then you also have a partnership that you buy domains for. Um, how do you split that up and know which you want to buy and which umbrella
1: well um the partnership domains are generally the higher-end ones um and pretty much my partner has right of first refusal on anything that i see that i like if he passes on something and i like it enough then i may bid on it um and general and you know on the better names and on the lower some of the lower names you know i'm not running a a 100 names past my partner, you know, every day or even every week necessarily. Um, you know, I just, I know what he likes um, and I kind of know what direction that particular portfolio needs to go. We're, we're pretty well stocked. I think that one has about 1700 names, uh, but it's well stocked up on the lower end ones that, you know, will move on a regular basis and, and pay for renewals. And then the higher end names that take a little longer to sell we've got a pretty good number of those. I mean, when I look down the, when I looked at through the portfolio there, it's the, uh, the top names on it are, are ones that I'm, you know, pretty we picked up. So
0: good for you. And who is your partner, Jason?
1: Um, it is a longtime business associate of mine that would prefer to remain behind the scenes at this point. But, uh, um, you know, we have, we have a very good relationship. Um, I do some other types of work for him. Um, including some of the dj work that i do he's just a, he's a local business owner here that okay. uh, I've, I've known going on 20 years now
0: wow and did he already know about domains or he got sucked into your vortex
1: uh it was more of the vortex because i would uh i'm not going to say it was a master plan to lure him in but as i would see things that i thought you know were a little bit beyond my reach i would you know just kind of mention them when we were having conversations about other stuff or tell him about my, you know, my successes of like, Hey guy, you know, I bought this and I paid 10 bucks or 20 bucks for it. And I sold it for this much. He's like, really, that's a thing. You can do that. Huh. And eventually, um, you know, he was like, well, uh, let me, let me dabble in this, find a couple names for us to buy. And, you know, we bought a couple and they sat for a while. And then at one point, you know, I was actually considering maybe going back into it and he said, Hey, he said, because I guess he likes keeping me around. He said, Why don't you uh why don't you take this domain thing and run with it? Let's uh partner up. And so that was in late twenty eighteen. Um and I went to my first names con in January of twenty nineteen. And it's just been a uh been a roller coaster ride since. Um wow. we bought we bought uh, six names at the auction there, and uh, wait.
0: So you barely got into domains for like a little over a year. You started your partnership in November twenty eighteen,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: in twenty nineteen, you bought six domains at auction.
1: at names gone, yeah. <laughs> Woo, good for
0: you. Um, have you ever been? I, I like to ask this question: Have you ever been to an auction before? Domains? Like I've never been to any auction except domain auctions, and I
1: love them. Oh yeah. I bought horses at auction.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So,
1: and and you, and you, 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 if you think, if you, and I don't remember the auctioneer's name and I I forgot. Okay. If you think Wayne is fast, you should see the guys at the livestock auctions. They will blow your mind. I mean, wow. um, because they're, because they're dealing with a room of people that are that regularly go to auctions. Whereas, you know, we're used to domainers are used to bidding online. And there's a little bit more of a time to process things. Livestock auctions are really uh a lot of excitement.
0: Wow, that sounds wild. Oh, wild. <laughs> um so uh, I remember you mentioned solvent.com you bought in twenty nineteen.
1: Yes, um, that was that was one of the one of the names we bought at auction.
0: Would that be good for this profitable flip?
1: It absolutely would. Okay. And um, in fact you
0: per- so you bought solvent at, for the partnership. Yep. And then afterwards, we'll do a personal one. So we'll Sounds good. So we'll double up on our profitable flips. Uh, okay. Tell us the story. Why'd you buy solvent? How did that
1: decision-making process go? Well, it, uh, solvent went late in the auction. And if you've, you know, I, I've been to two now and you can kind of see as the room, the room will start to empty out a little bit for the later names. And I was like, solvent is a great word. I mean, it's got multiple applications. It's a it's a it's got chemical applications, it's got financial implications. And it's a single well-known dictionary word, which you know, traditional wisdom is those are good to own. So I saw it going, um, and I was like, wow, this name is just going way too low. Um, and during the auction, you know, I mentioned we bought the six names. I'm on my laptop, um, because I, I use the messaging function on the laptop rather than the phone. Cause I hate typing on phones. And so I'm sitting there just tearing up the keyboard with my, with my partner about everything we buy, making sure I'm, you know, where we're going. And I actually, the, the bidding at the end for solvent went so fast. I just, I couldn't even keep up with him. I just said, you know, this is, this is well worth what we're, where the bidding is now. I'm just paying it. I'm going to spend his money. <laughs> so, um, so so we got it, and as soon as the hammer fell, um, a couple of people came up to me and like, "Man, it's like, do you want to sell that?" I'm like, "I must have done good because I'm, That's- I'm not going to sell it unless they're going to offer me more than I just paid because I that thought was it was a great I thought it was a great name. What'd you um, pay for it? Um, it was 7600 dollars.
0: Seven thousand six hundred dollars. That's a great price for a one word.com with several applications like you said. Very nice. Okay, so what was the process afterwards um, when you sold it? When did you sell it?
1: Well, we had it listed um, and I list all of our names. I, I list them on AfterNick um, and I list them on Dan. Um, and th- we didn't do Dan at first. It was only a, you know, a couple months after NamesCon that we uh, um, kind of discovered Dan and, and started putting some names on there uh, and started having success with them. Um, So, you know, we sold a number of names over the year, Um, none of the ones that we bought at NamesCon. Um, And then in early, um, early November, I got a uh, got an inquiry, it was actually the minimum offer on Dan, it was 50,000 for solvent.com. And, you know, it was just a, just a minimum offer, no text, no context, no writing. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'd always thought it was a, it was easily a six figure name, but at the same time, we'd had it only a year. We hadn't sold any of the others. So I counted at 95. I'm like, all right, let's keep it under six figures. Not, let's not scare them off. Um, with the, with the over, overpricing it. Um, and you know, maybe we can uh, come to, come to something in the middle there. Um, his response was that they were just, they just offered the, $50,000 50000 to start the conversation, they weren't even really willing to pay that, which turns out this was a guy, I looked up his name, and anybody that has used Dan, there's, sometimes the names are real, sometimes you can figure out who it is, sometimes you can't, but I tracked it down, and this guy was a pretty unique name, um, and he was in the VC world, so he was a venture capitalist, and I'm like, okay, this guy didn't, you know, go through all the warnings that you're committing to buy a name and not be willing to pay that much for it. So when he said, you know, he came back and said they couldn't even pay that. I said, I told him, I said, well, you know, this is a partner name for me. Um, let me discuss it with my partner and I'll get back to you and see what we'd be willing to take. Um, you know, so I I did, I talked it over with my partner and we came back and we, um, we went with 60,000. Um, and it was just kind of a matter of let's just see what we can get take some profits um and that would almost cover the names that we that we bought at auction um at, that year that, that was one of the of that batch um and so the response from the uh, from the buyer was that he had to go to his partners and discuss it now whether there really are partners or whether that was a negotiating tactic i can't be sure um, I did have an, uh, an inclination at the end, and I'll, you'll, you'll see why when the, when the story unfolds. Um, and so he said that would take about a week. so I was like, okay, cool, take your time. In um, our conversation I'd explain to him that if this if this name was the right fit um, for his project, it would be money well spent because it's not like it was going to go down in value. Um, you know single single word you know we're, were holding their value and if they spent sixty on it and went a different way. Yeah, he's either going to get that out of it or pretty close to it and and be able to move on. Um, so yeah,
0: um, at this point, have you talked to him on the phone at any of these times or is it all email?
1: No. All right. So this is all in the Dan interface. So on Dan, you know, they looked at it, but they make an, they can make an offer. Um, and then they can, um, you know, it can be just an offer, it can be an offer, and then they can communicate via text, and once you've started the process of negotiations, you can message each other, each other kind of like a text, um, and so the communications we've had have been via the, via Dan. We haven't actually spoken on the phone or anything, Okay. Um, so he says that he needs to, you know, go take it over with his partners. It should take about a week. Week passes, not a peep, and one, oh yeah, one thing I told him, I said, you know, there's an offer outstanding, you may get some automated notices from Dan, the Dan system, just, you know, you can just ignore those, take your time, you know, we'll, we'll pick this up whenever, and, uh, you know, when you get back to me, so a week went by, nothing, another week, nothing, and at that point, two weeks in, I'm very tempted to touch base, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, This is a venture capitalist. This guy's probably pretty savvy when it comes to negotiating. If I contact him, I think I'm going to be showing weakness. And so I just waited and waited. And December 1st, I get a note messaging Dan from him that says, they've talked it over with the partners. They're going to go a different direction. And I'm like, okay. And so me personally, you know, I thought 60 I didn't mind taking that profit, but I think the name's probably worth more um, on a long hold. So I just wished him well in his venture, thanked him for his interest, and uh, closed out the negotiations on as far as I was concerned. Considered the deal dead. Went through December.
0: So wait, so he started in early November, then it sounds like? And so pretty much a month went by.
1: A month went by. Peace and he, he just said they were going to go a different direction. I thanked him for his interest, wished him well, and we had no more communication. Holidays came and went. Um, January 7th, um, either Monday, Tuesday, I don't remember, it's for day of the week, but it was January 7th, I get a uh, get a note in the same Dan communication, um, get the email notification that there's a message regarding it, and I, I go and look, and it says, hey, happy new year. Um, I the partners have come around if you're still willing to sell for 60k um we'll take it and I was like yeah we'll honor that price we're good to go so yeah so you know I I feel like the waiting game on my part and maybe and who knows maybe the turning of the gear had something to do fiscally but um I just feel like if I'd have chased it I'd have I'd have wound up letting it go for 50 or less and so. I just decided to wait. Now you would think the story would end here, but it doesn't quite um, because um, you know it took a it took a few days, I think almost twenty days to, or about fourteen days to get everything to wrap up. And during that time, um, you know, a message came through from his attorney, and it was asking for some kind of some documentation and stuff. And he gave a phone number, and I called the attorney. And my impression was that they were looking to circumvent the Dan system. And I told him, no, I said, look, these guys are good to me. We started the deal here. We're going to finish the deal here. Um, turns out he wasn't. It was just he was not familiar with the with the sales process. But pretty much, you know, and this was probably four days after, um, you know, we kind of struck the deal. But they had not actually accepted an offer at that point. It had just been, we just talked about the fact that they were going to in the text messaging system. So I told him how it would go. I said, there's an offer of standing, you know, standing offer for, you know, the 60 K that we agreed upon. You'll either, if you're in control of the Dan account or, or the original buyer, whoever's in c- control of it will need to accept that offer. And then the documentation will, will follow from the Dan system because you're technically buying it from them um, or through them from us. And he seemed fine with that. And then, the name on the account changed again, because the actual name in the Dan account had changed to the to the lawyer's name at that point. Then it changed again. So I'm like, oh, gosh, what what kind of runaround is this? What's going on? I looked up this guy. Turns out he's the CFO of the VC company of the original guy. And I'm like, OK, I'm feeling pretty pretty solid about this now. It still took a few days. And if anybody's familiar with Dan, you know, you get notifications that that the buyer has been reminded you know And I texted with the guys and said hey look I'm you know I've been in touch with the lawyer and this guy's the CFO I know this is going to come just hang on and they said they had actually been in touch with some of those guys as well so at that point it just took
0: Partners? your partner or
1: no no the guys from Dan um,
0: oh okay
1: yeah so um, who I had the pleasure of meeting at NamesCon this year a couple of them but uh, at that time I just knew their names but their names were familiar enough to me from the n- number of domains we'd sold. And they probably recognized mine from various interactions we'd had. And so I just told them, I said, look, I know that, I know you, you know, we're going a couple weeks in and most times that's where you start to think about the deal might be falling through, but, uh, these guys, I feel pretty comfortable and, and they agreed because they, I guess they had spoken to either the lawyer or the, or the CFO. So eventually I think it was, uh, I think it was 13, 14 days later. Um, Dan got payment, um, you know, and then at that point, we initiated the transfer of the domain. A few days later, money's getting wired to our account. And um, so, basically, in less than a year, we turned the the purchase we had at NamesCon um, into a sale.
0: Good for you. Uh, wow. And, and and what commission did Dan charge you?
1: Um, that one was uh, 9%. Okay.
0: That's uh, fabulous. That's yeah. fabulous. And, you know, I think this is really key for the Sherpa network to hear because not everyone is in a financial position to hold out for the ultimate highest price. And that's not a great strategy all the time for anyone, but particularly when, I mean, you just got in in 2017, you found a very well-priced domain and you sold it. At a reasonable price. Um, You're right, you know, maybe you could have gotten $100,000 in 10 years, but maybe you wouldn't still be in domaining because you couldn't afford it. Or, and and also there's the opportunity cost of, I mean, what else did you buy with the money that you made back? Um, So, and let's get right to it. Uh, So, what else did you buy? Uh, <laughs> so at NamesCon this year, you bought something.
1: Well, yeah. So basically, I uh, and this was a personal purchase. I used uh, I used my proceeds from that sale to purchase Fresh Food at this uh, at this year's sale.
0: Freshfood.com. I love it. What did you pay for it?
1: It was twenty thousand, and that was a uh, that was a lot for me personally. Um, and I've bought partnership domains in that range and some higher. Um, but for me personally, that's definitely the, uh, the most I've plucked down for anything at auction. Um, I drive old cars and I was joking with, uh, with some of the guys sitting around me. I was like, you know, this domain's worth about 10 times what my car is worth. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so anybody that's seen the Twitter photos of my cars in the background, it's a 1995 Lincoln town car and it's, hey, the, it's
0: running it's running
1: yeah so that's my uh, cars sorry. in general
0: aren't appreciating assets <laughs> anyway
1: right i'd rather i'd rather drive a cheap car and own uh, own expensive domains than the other way around so
0: that sounds like a good bumper
1: sticker actually
0: <laughs> you know i think too like with all the talk about you working on improving your health um i think this is it like you can only work on so much of your life your um goals at one time and it's okay you you know crush it on one thing and then go crush it on the next thing um and it sounds like that is exactly what you're doing um so we'll see you know actually i just um uh like a week or two ago i had a um, lunch with amar kuba and he was telling the story about in 2007 he rented, like he tried, I forget, it was like all these, he tried, basically, like his company colors were bright orange, and he tried to rent a bright yellow Lamborghini, Ferrari, I don't know, it went back and forth until he finally got something, but it wasn't the one that he wanted, but he had that parked outside the conference in 2007, outside the Domain Conference, so Jason, I'm, I'm waiting on you, like 2025, you, you can pull up in that.
1: <laughs> There we go. Probably, probably be me pulling up on a Harley though, because I spent my Harley money on fresh food. I, I was already looking trying to decide what bike I wanted. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, fresh food's going for 20 grand. I can't, I can't let that pass by. Wow, so the, that's Harley, the, Harley, the Harley, the Harley's got to wait.
0: <laughs> hey, good for you. Well, I'm sure it's in the pipeline. So do you still own freshfood.com?
1: Yes. Yes. It's uh you know, what, barely a month since, since then. Um, Just
0: checking, you never know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've
1: got, I've got it listed. Now, um, I would, uh, I would definitely probably flip it pretty quick uh, for, you know, two or three X. So if you got a buyer, somebody out there there is interested,
0: let me know. But
1: um, yeah, holler at at your boy. (laughs)
0: So you told me you had a second one that you wanted, a second profitable flip that you wanted to share. Um, And so Solvent was one for your partnership. Did you have one personally you wanted to share as well?
1: Yeah, I had one that um, there's not as much to the story, but it was my first big sale. um, And, you know, I kind of, it was one of my, one of my earlier bigger purchases. Um, And it is funnelsecrets.com. Oh. Oh,
0: funnels are big talk right now um, in, you know, the, the marketing drip and all that. So funnel, F-U-N-N-E-L.
1: Secrets.
0: Secrets.
1: Dot com.
0: Um, Okay. And I could hear already people saying, ah, people aren't going to know how to spell that or whatever, but people trying to figure out these drip systems and funneling different leads, that's a good idea. So where did you see that? What made it stand out to you? Would you pay for it?
1: Okay, so one of the biggest um, people in the funnel world, in the internet marketing world that is um, a proponent of funnels is Russell Brunson, and he had two books. One was .com Secrets, and I should have looked it up. The, both, of the, both of the books ended in the word secrets, oh. and they were both related to internet marketing, but he didn't have a book called Funnel Secrets and he didn't have the words Funnel Secrets trademarked. And so I'm doing my daily drop watch and seeing, and so I, I know I put a back order in for that. And multiple people had it, drop catch caught it, went to auction. And I was like, you know what? This domain is just gonna be worth money. It's just gonna be a good, somebody in that industry is gonna understand the value of this domain, even if he doesn't have the book. Um, I would have thought that he would have been the ideal buyer for it that, you know I don't really do much in the way of outbound um but so on the on the sale you know it kept going up and I was bidding back and forth and it, it went up to like $550 and for a seemingly
0: was it expired at GoDaddy
1: No it was a, it was actually a uh, it was a drop, it was a back order auction at Dropcatch
0: Oh okay
1: um and You know, I, you know, I was just bidding on it, you know, obviously i had hoped to get it for not much more than the, than the drop catch, you know, the full price back order, but somebody else obviously saw some value in it too. And we went back and forth. Um, And so it took $550 to buy it. And at that point, that was probably the most I had spent on a domain myself.
0: And what, Um, when was this?
1: And this was actually October of 2018. So this was even before the partnership had started. Really? In good. earnest. Yeah. We, you know, we, we had dabbled in it, but before, I, you know, the we really kind of kicked off the partnership. Um, the, uh, you know, so this was a, you know, it was a little bit of a big deal for me. I was, at that point, I was buying $20 outs and flipping them for a couple hundred dollars and, and getting my feet wet. But yeah. I saw the value in it um, and decided and you, I was going
0: to... Um, and and it sounds to me more than anything like what this sale confirmed for you, it like once it was in the profitable flip end of it, that mm-hmm. you really had a good instinct and knew what you were doing. So um, I actually I own Russell Brunson's book Expert Secrets, and while we were talking, I looked it up in my Amazon account and I ordered it in October twenty eighteen. So, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine. So, yeah. But you're yeah. right. He's got like I don't know how many books dating back since 2011 is the oldest one I see. Dot com secrets, traffic seat secrets, network marketing secrets, uh, expert secrets. Yeah. So really smart idea. So $550, the most you ever spent You're, but at least in the other end, you had the confirmation that somebody else thought it was worth one bid below 550. Um,
1: right. Right. Then, and, that, and that was, a, that was a lesson that was well learned on watching many, domain Sherpa reviews and hearing many of the people say that was you know if you're bidding against a name you know as value because there's somebody that's willing to pay one bid under what you paid and and that was and so you know that lesson was ringing in my mind as I was bidding on that uh, along with my own instincts and the and the fact that I just knew funnels were huge and that the 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 wording of this matched the way that that his books you know were titled so so I get that you know I list it. I, I was listening around 10 K. I can't remember it specifically. Um, and at that time it would have only been on after Nick, um, that I had it listed. We weren't, I wasn't really even tuned in to Dan or Landers. Um, I, you know, at that point, um, and I might've had it on, um, uh, on, uh, on, on, on FT. Um, but uh, I, I don't even remember for sure um i did have a couple names on there um at the time so fast forward you know as as the year passes you know as, as the year rolls over to 2019 and i'm really kind of getting into this a lot more um i go to get all the names listed on um on on dan and as i'm pricing this i'm 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 really uh kind of a student of pricing strategy um Like charm pricing is when you price something that that ends in 99, you try and get the most, but not break that next number. Um, and then certain things, there's certain theories, schools of thought that say that for big purchases, round numbers work well, almost probably better than charm pricing. Still haven't landed on anything um, as far as that, but I do I do toy around with it at times. So, you know, at some point in the first quarter of 2019. I had set the buy it now price on this name at $9,500. Okay. Um, And I I remember doing that specifically based on the research of the round numbers and big projects. Um, And I was actually, um, I was actually in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, where my family's from. I live in Greensboro and staying with a relative. And I woke up one morning and there was a email saying, we have gotten um, payment has been received for FunnelSecrets.com ninety five hundred dollars, and I'll tell you if I could have done a backflip physically, I would have done one right then. <laughs> I was, just, I mean, so, I'm, so here I am. I'm, I'm visiting my mom. I'm like running them. I'm like, you're not gonna believe what just happened, because <laughs> she's always, you know, she's really kind of doesn't understand my forays into some of the alternative um, you know, investment stuff. Um, you know, I I dabble in crypto as well. And she's always been like, and I was really early in crypto. Um, and she was like, I just don't know about all this. And then a few years later, she's like, you know, that Bitcoin stuff that you used to talk about has gotten kind of (laughs) big. So, so, you know, it was kind of a, it was, it was a neat moment where I, you know, I was like, look, this actually paid off.
0: Yeah. I bet you were paying for breakfast that morning. (laughs)
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure so you know not not a lot to the you know not, not as uh, interesting of a negotiation story with it being a buy it now but um it definitely kind of goes to the purchasing um and the thought process going into you know the names that you buy
0: i agree but also i think it is very interesting you didn't just randomly throw a number up there um you said you really like to research about pricing strategy what do you have any recommendations for our audience I want to ask two things like podcasts they should listen to places they should read up blogs they should watch whatever but then also just actual numbers like you were saying um so first where would you recommend someone start learning about that watching trends
1: well the the term um is charm pricing just google that um there's there's a number of good um resources and good articles and um, psychological, you know, uh, research on it. So, and that will lead, that will lead you to several different pricing strategies. Um, but in general, I price the names that I expect to be an impulse buy. I charm price them at like a 99 or a 98, sometimes at an 88. Um, in my retail background, we had pricing a lot of times that ended in 88 and I believe that there's research that says that works better than 99 because the 99 is overused.
0: Uh Um,
1: but, um, in any case, any of those where you're pricing on the upper end, but below the next round number is considered charm pricing. Um, so in general on my lower price names, you know, anything under 3000, um, I, I almost invariably price them at, uh, use charm pricing. And it's okay. just kind of just a lot of times it's just a whim, you know, whether I do a 98 or 90.
0: Tier. So your first tier is the charm pricing ending preferably in 88 up to 3,000. Then mm-hmm. it goes from 3,000 to what is your next?
1: Um... um, And, you know, if somebody were to track down my portfolio, I'm not going to say that I'm a hundred percent following this, but generally 3,500 up Um, I like, I like round numbers, especially on a name that is going to be something that is going to be well thought out. Um, you know, 3,500
0: up to six figures.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the buy, like the buy it now, right now for, uh, for fresh food, I guarantee you is a nice round number because nobody, nobody's going to be like. Oh, you know, that's, you know, 249,000. If it was 250, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. I'll buy it because it's 249,000. No.
0: Yeah. You well, know, 20, they're reaching... you have been listed for 250,000.
1: Oops. No, I'll let daughter that daughter. slip.
0: No.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, you know, on the lower price names where it could be an impulse buy cuz I know, you know, obviously the way I got into domaining was I was buying names that I thought I would use for a business. I was hand-registering those, but if, if I had, you know, if at that time I'd come across a name in the registration path that was not a hand-reg name, but was at a price, you know, and if it was like 699 you know, $699, I might have bought it. Whereas if it had said $750, i would have been like, ah, that's too much. So I just think that the impulse buy, I think impulse buys are better served with charm pricing. Um, intentional, you know, corporate, well thought out, research spies, I like, I like round numbers for, um, and my research is, is kind of borne out the school of thought that agrees with that, so.
0: Good for you. All right, good to know. So, what else should we know, um, about you, what's going on in your world, um, what to look for in the coming year, if there are opportunities or people you want to connect with, um, what uh, you have taken so much time to share with the domain community, both, and, and the thing about your health is so exciting to watch, not only because it's about your health, but because all of us have our struggles and seeing you putting yourself out there and really, applying yourself makes all of us wanna do the same. Um, so thank you for taking the time to come on Sherpa and tell us what you're doing in business. Um, but shout out time, what you got, baby?
1: Well, first first thing is just everybody that has ever liked or commented one of my health-based um, tweets. I mean, I, that means the world to me. Um, Obviously, if you've seen me at conference or you could tell in the picture here, you know, I've I've obviously struggled with my weight. Um, And that's been that's been a lifelong challenge since probably college. Um, And I've reached a point where I absolutely have to do something about it for health reasons. Um, And, you know, I've known that and I've known, um, you know, it's not like you never you never this size, not knowing you need to, you need to lose weight, but it just, um, you know, it got to a point where I had to, and, you know, as has been mentioned in in certain tweet threads, and I think, uh, I think Shane mentioned it on a, on a blog post. I did. I was, I was at NamesCon, and I ran into Michael Seiger and Shane Coulter coming in from there, from a morning run that Saturday. Um I was headed over to Bangers for the fun day. Um, they were coming in, and, you know, I was just like, you know that's pretty cool, um, you know that they you know this is this thing they do, but it didn't really strike me then, but then I, like uh, just a few days after we after I got back um from namescon, Shane posted something about a run he did, and I was like, man, there's no better time to get this going than now, and so I just did I just grabbed my stuff and I went out and I walked a mile and I guarantee you, at that point, I probably hadn't you know walked a mile intentionally at a decent pace in, in months. I mean, I made stabs at it before, but, um, you know, you, you fail until you don't. And that's, that's what, what it's been to now. You know, I would, there was a time where I I walked 66 days straight. Um, and, and then didn't stick with it after that. Um, and, you know, I, I, had, I had some reasons, but, you know, I, I was having some knee problem. But, uh, you know, there's going to be some way for me to keep this up. So I responded to Shane's tweet. He came back with, uh, with just amazing response, saying that he was even happy even more, I mean, it to be hard for me not even get ch- choked up over this, maybe. Um, but he was just saying that it meant, you know, the fact that he got me to walk meant more to him than his actual run. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was like, you know what? I got to keep it up. So I did it the next day. And then I, and so that was a response to his tweet. So the next day I tweeted. Wow. And then, you know, and I'm tweeting a screenshot of my, of my, of my app and a, and a selfie. And I, I guarantee you I've taken more selfies since I started this <laughs> than I've done in the last 10 years. Because <laughs> one of the things about being big is you don't like the way you look on camera. And I just don't, I'm not, I'm not a selfie guy. If you ever follow my Instagram or my even my Twitter feed occasionally, you'll see me posting pictures of or videos of of the nightclubs I'm working at, of the crowds. Rarely do you see me in them. Um. So, so then I did it. You know, one day, the next day, and everybody's like liking it, and then other people are jumping in, and then you know, Michael, uh, Michael Seiger made some comments about it. It was really encouraging. And you know, day three, I did it again, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna start boring these people. I don't want to. I don't want to overwhelm, overwhelm, uh, you know, outwear my welcome. Um, And then a couple of people said they looked forward to the tweaks every day on that very day that I was considering, you know, just kind of backing off doing it. I was going to keep doing the, you know, doing the exercise, but I was just not going to be putting it out there. But then they they said how much they liked it. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, And so I just did it and then and kept doing it every day. And everybody was so great. I was getting likes and comments, and attaboys, and Twitter fi- high fives, as Shane calls them, um, and it was just, uh, it was really helpful, because on the days that I, you know, that maybe before, without the encouragement, I would have quit, or wouldn't, would have skipped a day, um, I'm like, nah, man, I got people out there, you know, you know, pushing me forward, I, got, I gotta, I gotta keep doing this, um, and I know, I know the way that I am, like, it is literally no days off. If I take a day off, one day I'll turn into two, two will turn into three. So I'm going to, you know, I may, there may be days like last night I went out at 11 o'clock because it had just been a crazy day involving dentists and, and hair salons and voting and stuff going all sorts of ways. and, And other business that I had fires I had to put out. But I was like, man, I got to get it in, and I got to get it in before midnight. Wow! So I, out, so I went out and did That's it. <laughs> dedication. Um, so uh, you know, I just—it's just a big thing for me to make sure that I do it every day, um, and and the support has been amazing. Um, especially, you know, I've gotten massive support on Twitter from Michael uh, Seiger and Shane Cultra. Really, really, you know, just the the stuff on Sharpa. Last week was amazing. I couldn't believe that. Um, you know, from Drew, from, Drew, Drew, <laughs> from, from, from Drew and Shane both. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to Shane. Shane and I, you know, I've com- communicated with Shane a, a, a lot. Um, I sat beside Michael in, uh, at, at the um, Dean Academy luncheon in, uh, in um, Austin. I've probably spoken to Drew like two minutes in my life in any way, shape, or form. Um, so just to have him even you know support me like it's just amazing
0: yeah um, and and I got, I out what you're doing in your business too and you are already on their radar and that really says something to anyone who wants to get into domains that in 2017 you can start and here you are today I mean that's incredible Jason I'm I'm super excited like I feel like Domainers are such a tiny little club and like a little family and when somebody new comes and you didn't just bring yourself you brought in your your secret partner too um
1: yeah.
0: uh that's that's really exciting well welcome uh well thank you Sherpa I have a mug to send you oh I should have it right here to show you but I
1: don't oh. um but wow, I have that's a mug awesome
0: to send you and uh yeah I can't wait to have you on again and keep in touch on Twitter too
1: Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. thanks so much for having me. Of uh,
0: course. Thanks for taking the time. All right. Geez. Oh, I want to ask, what app do you use? What fitness app are you using?
1: I use Runwalker and, um, uh, hang on. I mean, let me make sure. No, Runkeeper. Runkeeper. Sorry. Okay. I misspoke. Um, yeah, because uh, you know, I'm working my way up to full runs so far. It's been mostly intermittent. Although last night I did make the furthest, consistent straight run that i'd made yet um at 11:30 at night amazingly um so uh the weather was real nice so, so that helped uh and um but uh yeah so run keeper is what i use um it's been great i've used it through my you know past attempts to 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 get here and and it's uh it just works really well for me
0: that's so fabulous all right well we will see you next time uh on your run keeper stats on twitter uh very good that- All right. Bye, Jason.
1: Thanks, Tess. Take care.
0: You too.